Hey, everybody, it's the champs. You're about to be fucking with us, but before you fuck with us, we'd like to talk to you about fucking both yourself and your partner. We got a sponsor, everybody. This week's episode is sponsored by adamandeve.com. Guys, for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free extra gift. You're going to getting into some freaky shit. Your copy reading skills are off the chain, Thank you. my friend. And to top it all off, we will even throw in free shipping on your entire order from adamandeve.com. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Doug, can they get a discount? I'll rip your tongue out and lick my balls with it. Doug, can they get a discount if they say our name? They can get a 50% off one item when you type champs for the offer code upon checkout. So you're not getting 50% off just for nothing. Yeah. You're getting 50% off because you fuck with the champs. So when, you, when you're getting ready to, to when you go Wait to Wait a second. If you buy like a 10-inch dildo, you don't get like a 5-inch dildo. No, you get two you get half off dildo. the price, no, 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 not they the don't actual shave dildo. your gift in half. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just no, want to be clear. That's a perfectly good question, though, Doug. Okay. And that's probably what a lot of our listeners were thinking. And by the way, when you do, you get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use the offer code CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, at adamandeve.com. You're about to start fucking with us. Uh, very. Who quick. are you talking to right now? Very quickly, we'd also like to tell you about some upcoming stand-up dates. Neil, where are you going to be? Just go to neilbrennan.com. I've Neil Brennan revamped it. I paid good, good green money. Neilbrennan.com. I got all You can see this week's guest, Alonzo Bowden, at the Baltimore Comedy Factory over Valentine's weekend. And he will also be at the Rochester. No, I am not there on the weekend. I'm there actually on Valentine's Day. You see, you just ruined the illusion of you not being here. We were doing well, this before. I'm trying to correct yeah, you're right. you. No, you're right. Fair on enough. Shit. <laughs> that I'm, I'm wrong about. right here. <laughs> you're going to fuck up. Do it before I get here. I can't just sit here and let, hmm, I'm going to let him fuck this up. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, well, go, go to his website. It's uh, FelipeEsparza.com. <laughs> yes. It, no, it's hey. a lot. It's Alonzo Live. Is that what you said? AlonzoLive.com. AlonzoLive.com. He'll be at the. You'll be at the Baltimore Comedy Factory on Valentine's. February thirteenth and fourteenth, and then Valentine's weekend. I will be at Daisy Duke's Comedy Club in Rochester, New York. Yeah, so go see him. You can come fuck with me. Of course, my grand tour uh, promoting my book release begins on March the 28th. I'll be at the Barnes & Noble in Hollywood at the Grove on the 28th. On the 30th, I'll be at Book Soup. And after that, I'll be all over the country doing readings and live stand He prefers to be treated like a dog. And I do prefer to be treated. And also a toilet. Like a toilet. MosheCasher.com. And go to Doug Pound, at Doug Pound on Twitter. Sure, you can find all my live dates there. All right, let's begin uh, to fuck yeah, with the champs. Yeah, Neil Brennan, yeah, all that shit. <laughs> Doug. Yo, drop. Doug, 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 Drop some shit, Doug. Now, you're fucking with the champs. Well, check it out, baby. Make it hot, baby. You can talk now? Yeah, you can talk now. Okay. You just heard our first advertisement. It was a little long, but it, there was a lot of charisma involved in it, and I felt good about it. I, who knows if it'll be our first. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so thank you for hopefully the first of many. Guys, we, we like we do this for the people, but once we've uh, accumulated all of you. i got to get paid. Well, I'm trying to get paid. These the microphones ultimate. didn't pay for this. The production on this show is easily uh, $80 total. Easily. So we needed to get that back. A in- an intern is here again. Intern, yeah. yell hi. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, Black, good. Blackwell the intern. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our guest this week. 
Well, he's on, he speaks for himself. He's won Last Comic Standing twice? No, once. Once, okay. Oh, did you win? I was, yeah, I was a runner-up season two and winner season three. Oh, that's great. I was staying quiet. I was maintaining the illusion of walking <laughs> no, in. There According are no to Moshe, Moshe likes me to maintain the, the illusion. I was going to just wait until <laughs> he finished my rousing intro. A very funny man, an amazing performer, and the winner of one of the biggest fucking stand-up comedy competitions of all time. You've seen him also all over the television. Uh, is Alonzo Bowden, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Thank yes. you. Thank yep. you. There he is, everybody. You're also a judge, too, right? I was a judge on season five, yeah. What didn't you do? The only thing I didn't do on that show is host. Yeah. Mm. Were were they considering you? Not even thinking about it. They were like, no, we like stars to host. You run along. Uh, they said run along. That's yeah, they literally said run along. Like, Here's your trophy. Now run around. along. Quit hanging around. Our here. first guest is... So uh, you feel good? No, it was uh, it was a good run for me. I love the show. Yeah, you love the show. I was just going to ask what your feelings on the I, show I, I think I might be the only person from the first two seasons that left with a positive impression right. of the show. A lot of people were pissed, but uh, no, well, it was all also, good for me. You also, in my opinion, are probably the, one of the best comics that was on. The, like, it w- there you. was nothing hokey. It, there was no, there was no like sad story as to why. Like you oh, weren't. Yeah. There was no. But, you just got by on being the best comic. But it was all I had. <laughs> you know, like it's like, look, I got stand up and fucked. I got stand up. I, I recognize you as a as a powerful talent. That's what I ran with. Well, yeah, but there was a lot of cats that got cut out. I mean, you know. Oh no, no, no. I'm immediately. Not saying, but I'm saying, got yeah. It would be interesting a, to watch people who you would say. I mean, they're funny, but really, Robert Hawkins gets cut out. Arch Barker gets cut out, and and you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And this person, not, and I'm not well, hating. Well, I'm, t- no, I'm gonna tell you when I did the judging. Like when I did the show, I didn't have an impression of the show because mm-hmm. it was all about literally getting to next week. Right. Like right. everything was about you got to survive one more week, one more, and then you look up and you're like, oh fuck, I'm in the finals. You know. You know when saying? I was a judge and we were traveling around and, and I got to see what was involved. I'll tell you what happens to great comics. Why some great comics didn't make the show? You picked the wrong material on the wrong night. Yeah, huh? That's yeah, what it is. That. And and there were people that there were people trying out who I had opened for. Sure, you know what I mean. Right. Like yeah. I'm, I'm judging guys who who I opened for. You know, ten years before that. But <laughs> if you awful. if you pick the wrong material on the wrong night and the audience doesn't laugh, no matter how great a comic we know you are, right? You can't just get by on rep. You know, you can't just say, "Well, well I that, know this guy." Do you feel like you selected right, or did you you pick material well, or you just happened to fall? I, pick no, the right I knew. The right I time? knew. Well, I knew how to pick material, and also, like, my act, it, you know, I do set up punch, like, that's how I write, so I can be funny in 90 seconds, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, when they say, you got 90 seconds, like, I can go through my act and say, okay, I can do these four jokes in 90 seconds. How much new material funny. did you write f- during that For show? For season three, I was doing new material every week, which was, to me, was really? a lot of fun. You yeah, didn't dip into your No, I, don't, I used it all on season two. Oh, interesting. And, then and what did you win? Season three? I won season three. On new material? Mostly new material. Yes, well, no, That's but you incredible. know what? Because uh, America responded to the fact that, like, the way the way it worked, we'd, we'd be on the road Thursday through Sunday rehearsal Monday, shoot on Tuesday. Would you be so, on the road together? I was touring. We had different groups that toured. I right. toured with Gary Goldman and Jay London. The Great. three of us were out. Uh, you As know, part is, of this the, is the end of season. show? Okay, we did, no, we did season two, right? Now, season two ends. John Heffron wins. I'm runner-up. Gary Goldman came in third. Um, Kathleen Madigan was in the finals. Tammy they Pescatelli. 
Corey Holcomb. Now nah, Corey was in there. Uh, we had Corey, two. and he is definitely so, a black guy. Yeah, but when it came down to the finals, me and Corey knew only one of us was going to be in the final five. <laughs> it's like We're an like, action movie. There ain't going to be two brothers in the final <laughs> five, so one of us guy. is going to. But anyway. So now we're touring, and it, was, it wasn't like the later on when NBC owned the tour. At that point, it was like, well, you do whatever you want to do. So we kind of broke off in a group. So I ended up touring with Gary and Jay. I think, um, I think Heffron toured with Tammy and Corey. And, um, you know, Kathleen did her own stuff because she was already doing her own shit. Yeah. So, so we were going out and doing tour dates. So I'd come up with some shit Friday, Saturday. And then when we taped the show on Tuesday... If I got called, you know, if I got picked, I would do it. But the reason America loved that is because they're like, oh, shit, that just happened. You know what I mean? It was like being like. Oh, you were doing topical like, jokes. Yeah, it was like being on a late night show. It was they were, it, America loved that. They yeah. were like, he just did a joke about some shit that happened Sunday. Yeah. Right? And, you know, this other guy's doing a bit that, you know, he wrote some other time. And then the other thing was I didn't repeat any jokes. And. Mm -hmm. At this time, when I, when we did last comic, we did the biggest season, which was season two, which peaked at like 12 million viewers. This is when it was still mm -hmm. a big reality show. So online, people are following it and, and they're doing the forums and shit like that. And, and I developed the rep as the guy who never repeats a joke. Right. And my friend, I had a couple of friends who followed the online stuff. They were like, we don't want you reading it. It'll fuck your head up. We'll follow it. And they said, listen, you can't repeat a joke. Like the one thing everyone likes... Because everyone, you build fans, you build momentum. Yeah. And they said, everything about you is he never repeats a joke. So they're like, so if you ever repeat a joke, this shit is over. Didn't so they repeat just, jokes on the show? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, people did it. But they would edit those out, you know? Nah, say. because you might do something in, like, in auditions that you bring back in the semifinals. Right. You know what I mean? You might do the same same bit, same joke, and... Um, when you were on the show, did everyone like live together in the same yeah, house? Yeah, yeah, we did, did the thing. House. We lived together in the castle for for a month. Did that suck? It uh, it did for some people. Well, so it was you know? like it, it was it did, was. I'll tell you, the weirdest thing about it is they pluck you out of your life, right? Like right. you have no communication, so there's no no email. You know, I kind of want to kill myself. Nothing. You, and what they said about us, they were like, "Man, you guys are boring." Because if you've been around comics, it's like sitting in a comedy condo. It's not like you're sitting around being, being wacky, funny yeah. all the time. Now, Todd Glass was, you know, because that's who Todd is. Todd's right. like fucking... Turns out he was gay. Living room funny. You know, that's what Hell Todd... Hell no! Todd's good in the living room. And then you had Ant, who liked to stir up shit. Turns out he's gay. <laughs> Turns out he's gay. Hell no! And then... Uh, who else would fuck with people? Corey would fuck with people just because he's being Corey. Turns out he's black. Yeah. And, uh, Our first guest and me is and Kathleen Madigan. We were like the grown-ups, right? Yeah. We were literally people would come to us and say, "Hey, so and so did this," and me and Kathleen were like, "What the fuck do I care?" Yeah. You know, one we had one fight in season two. Oh yeah. Yeah, we had one fight between Corey and uh, Ant. Come on. It was yeah. a real fight, or did they you turn can't it write on? That. It could have been a little bit. It, no, that it, it could have been a no. It could have been a real fight. What happened? We were driving through. Uh, we were driving through Hollywood and in, in the bus. And Todd yells out to these two guys on Hollywood Boulevard. You got a big booty and you hey, date a lot of dudes. He's like, 
Hey, you faggots. Whatever, Whoa. Right? Todd so, Glass? Todd that? Glass. To who? To, two guys on the street. Two random guys on the street. Todd yells, you faggots? To yeah, to two random guys on the street. Well, this, he can't. This is in 05. You could still yell faggot back oh, then. Oh, oh, oh. What was it, the cutoff? Know? So I think I think faggots stopped in 09. In 09. Definitely 2010. <laughs> Ant gets pissed, and Ant says, you yelling faggot. Is like he said, like you wouldn't yell nigger, or he said it's like the same as you saying nigger or something, right? So, Corey got mad at Ant. It's a real nigger. Now I I understood the context Ant was saying it in, so I didn't get pissed. But Corey yeah. got. But this this all thing, Corey heard was Ant saying nigger. Yeah, or something? and but this had been building between them for a while, like there had been a tension building. So now it becomes one of the and Ant likes to talk shit. And the funniest thing about it was, you know, when you talk shit to somebody. But you reach that point where you know, okay, don't say another word. Yeah. Like, cause, cause it got to the point. Cause I'm talking to Corey. I'm like, yo, Corey, don't fuck this up. This is a good shot yeah. for you. This or that. And Corey's like, one step from yo, fuck the TV show, fuck my career. I'm about to. Yeah, that's know, better. Yeah. I'm about to fuck this guy up. And at that moment, Ant realized, okay, shut the fuck up, turn around and leave. And and he did. And then the funny thing to us was after. Shut the fuck. Now up. Ant goes to the producers <laughs> and he's like, I feel. You know, I'm in danger, and and so Ant checks into a hotel. It's not a reality they show. They put the un- show until a white person says, "I'm yeah. in danger" around a black guy. They put the shit on hold. Now they bring in lawyers and and psychologists. And <laughs> they put we, the show like the show's on hold. Now we all have to talk to lawyers about what is proper, and you know, like for how long? So it, was clarify, it was like three days. It was to like clarify three days. By you guys, shit. when you threaten each other and say "faggot" and "nigger," these are all things that are not acceptable exactly. on our television program. Exactly. So, but but you you have nine comics you're talking to. So me and Goldman, like we're friends. We're sitting there. So say the Jew calls me a nigger. Right. <laughs> That's what you and guys that, are right. throwing and that now, out. In, in the lawyer, sessions. the lawyers, fucking losing their mind. Right. <laughs> right. And then Tammy's sitting over there, like, okay, look at this bitch. You right. know, we're literally right. doing this because to us it's fucking yeah. hilarious. And the right. lawyer is like, because this is an NBC hilarious. equal employment whatever yeah. lawyer like this is a straight laced you know they're used to dealing with accountants and fucking office people and now she's calling each other anything we fucking want <laughs> you know yeah so right. it, it was funny to us but it, it ended up Hefron summed it up best three days of our lives that we'll never get back hmm. yeah like the whole thing was bullshit because ant loves stirring up shit because that that was his publicity did on Ant the show. like it did Ant he loved the attention Right, but right. Love that, the isn't attention. that the thing about comics? So, I mean, that's the thing I like about comics is that uh, you know it's these ridiculous, broken-ass people that are sitting around calling each other. The, sometimes it flares into a thing like a Corey and Ant situation, but most of the time it's you and Gary calling each other right. names across the lawyers, the bow of a lawyer's forehead, or right. something. You know. <laughs> so, uh, all right, and then that. What do you get when you win? Uh, when I won season three, when well, this was another thing that um, I love reminding Heffron. Heffron won season two. He got fifty grand, from which they deducted all the money they had paid him for the episodes leading to the finals. Jesus! Wow! So he he left with I don't know twenty thirty grand or something like that. <laughs> then I won season three. They were like, yeah, here's two hundred fifty grand. Done. Damn. So, I, so think I got that. And they gave you Heffron's money from the season <laughs> Yeah, and then they gave me the money they held back from Hef. And mm-hmm. No, we made a lot of money on season three. There was like a weekly prize. That that was nice. good money. Except I, I had to pay the IRS. I I was going to, you know, I was going to go to Sinbad route and just say, fuck the IRS. And then I said, sail the seven seas. Did yeah. Sinbad not pay his taxes? Sinbad owed a million bucks. Sinbad Did he really? had, he had an IRS agent. 
touring with him, collecting money. Yeah, yeah. His, his <laughs> so if you look in the 1040 uh, on page <laughs> A, B, Sinbad will be out in a second, but who, guys. Who in else? the meantime, um, it, isn't Chris Tucker? Chris Tucker's losing a house right now. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He's surprising. losing a house in Miami. Uh, okay, yeah, tax so man, don't fuck around. So, but all right, walk us through your life. Like, walk us through the relevant chapters of your life. It all started. Where are you from? I grew up in New York. Grew up in Queens, St. Albans. I was born in Forest Hills. Really? Yeah. We're like neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's. We should probably get out of here. Um, <laughs> now, uh, all right. So then um, you. That, so then, when did you start? When did you move out? So. Uh, went to aviation high school, learned to fix airplanes, got licensed. Oh, literally aviation, aviation high, high school. school. Yeah, aviation high school, and mm. it's in Long Island City. They train you to fix airplanes. Wow, what so kind of airplanes? Like commercial jets or uh, anything. Like, I was so specific. Once you're licensed, you can work on anything from a Cessna 150 prop plane to a 747. I went wow, to pussy so. eating high school, and you, you know what they taught me there? That was better. Yeah, better. That was better. <laughs> I couldn't get in. I couldn't yeah, get I'm in there. I'm a CPE. They didn't, believe a CPE. A, they didn't believe a brother was qualified uh, that's to right. eat pussy. It was like eating pussy and swimming. We ain't taking you in. <laughs> you know, when swimming you go to pussy. When a, for a brother to get ahead in pussy in high school, you got, you got to eat twice as hard. That's yeah, right. Exactly. To get half so as you far. know. Uh, so you, aviation I love high Moshe, school. by the way. He's fucking hilarious. Uh, so aviation high aviation, school. So I graduated, was hired by Lockheed in Burbank. That's when I moved to L.A. And Were you excited to get hired in Burbank? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you want to be in show business? I, no, I wanted out of New York, though. I Got wanted it. to move west. And you so were 18, 19? 18, yeah. So actually, I wasn't so even 18. So did you take I normal was, classes, or it was all just like jit, no, it jit was, fucking cops? You did, you did five normal classes, you know, English, social studies, math, whatever. And then you, our, our school day was long. We had seven periods in the 10th and then nine in the 11th and 12th because you had to take four periods of shop besides the regular five. And was your school uniform like a leather jacket with like a sheep collar and no, a scarf? No, I wish we it had was aviators. Just an orange, it was an orange uh, <laughs> vest. Yeah, with, right. with those yeah, with long two flashlights. Yeah, two yeah. long flashlights. That's how they so, get you into, that's what the crossing guards had. That's, <laughs> that's right. Get it? Because it was an aviation yeah, high no, school, everybody. You. Do you understand yeah. now? We yeah. got it. And you guess what? Get, you know what they served at the cafeteria? It was peanuts, but if there was somebody with an allergy, it'd be just cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Sun chips. So... Uh, all right. So, so all right. What year is that? That's eighty. Okay. Nineteen eighty. I, I actually graduated and got hired at seventeen, and then I had to wait till I was eighteen to move. Okay. Because Lockheed wouldn't hire me under it. So that was a great fucking year. So were you considered a good mechanic? Were you like? Were, did they recruit you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they really? w this is the way it worked. If you had ex if you graduated from aviation high school, you had a job waiting. Because Lockheed got the contract to build the stealth fighters. They needed, like, thousands of employees. Got it. And they stumbled across this stool, this school. <laughs> this stool. This stool. <laughs> they stumbled over a stool and fell in aviation and high school. In, yeah. They stumbled that on That is essentially the black experience. Where everybody was trained to fix airplanes. So they're like, holy shit. Like, a fucking workforce. Yeah. You know, they, they were ecstatic. But so they th were like, isn't Lockheed, isn't that right. more of a missile company? Yeah, it's a defense company. So anyway, so I get hired. I moved to L.A. Now, it turns out I was a good airplane mechanic, which which helped me over Did anybody years. else from your school come with? About 600 of us. Damn. Really? Yeah. How, over so a two-year period. Okay, so over, how big was your class? Um, graduating class, mine was 600. But okay, over... So a, over the two years Lockheed was hiring, they got somewhere like five, six hundred guys, and it was it was kind of like guys would come out, they they'd get settled, you know, get an apartment, get get whatever. Then some other guy would come out, and you'd be like, "Hey man, let me crash with you till I get my shit together." And it, you know, so it was that was kind of how we migrated. There was a, an apartment building 
that became like little New York. It was like a complex of three buildings, and we were all living in there and, and it working. It smelled like piss. Yeah, we pissed on the wall. And we, were, we were new to Mexicans. We, we kept calling them Puerto Rican. We were like, the yeah. fuck? So then how long so, did you fix mechan- uh, planes for? So 10 years of, of fixing airplanes. And it was it started out great working for Lockheed, building stealth fighters. Um, got promoted real fast. So I was working like... I worked on a plane when it didn't have an engine, but it had everything else. So it was all this top secret shit that, you know, we're working with top. And I'm fucking 19, 20, and I'm working with top secret government technology. And And you thought, I'm going to parlay this into a career in comedy. You know, so so then they started laying me off, and I bounced around, did a bunch of other stuff. Now, at the same time, started getting high. Um, Cocaine was rather prevalent in the 80s. You you guys are young. You may not know this. I'm from Oakland. Smoke weed every day. What can't I do? You no, somebody said that you bring up Oakland every every. Uh, yeah, they're I'm, like, hey, keep talking about how he's from it's Oakland. It's my Chappelle. No, I know, but I haven't brought Chappelle up. Oh, but you just brought. That's just some Bay Area shit, Northern California. Okay, so you when did you start? So, when was the first time you did? You, you sniffed your first line of coke. Then my first line of coke probably seventy eight. Great. Yeah, and uh, you know, then eighty. I mean, it was literally when they, you know, the famous line that cocaine's not addicting. Which is what they said. So, so I'm bouncing around. I'm working. I'm I'm doing this, but I'm also getting high and and like starting to fuck up, you know. But it's cool. That's okay. I'm doing I'm doing different jobs in different cities. So, like, I went to New York. We rebuilt a plane there. I was there for about five months. Then I went to Puerto Rico. Lived there for like four months. Then, believe it or not, I went to Oakland. Boom! I created that. I'm the co-creator. Yeah. And that was, uh, well, I was there for nine months. That shit's some Bay Area shit, Northern California. What, did you, what were you doing in Oakland? We were, I worked for World Airways. And then the, from there it was Dallas. And then I ended up back at Lockheed. And uh, that's how I lived. So I lived that way, just bouncing around the country, fixing planes for about uh, about five years. And then it all, it all bottomed when I got back to L.A., went back to Lockheed. And that's when I got sober. Do you, I don't want to get to that yet. I want to get to that's what happened. You want what some more was, information yeah, on I want some more cocaine. <laughs> I want Did you bottom out? Uh, oh yeah. No, I want to know about what is it wilder being on the road as a comic or being a cokehead in Oakland? No, let me ask you, is it wilder being on the road as a comic, being a cokehead in Oakland or being a airplane mechanic? Uh This is very disrespectful. Being on the road as a comic. It's wilder. Yeah. Just cuz you have access to more you have access to more shit, and you're you're special, right? When you're an airplane mechanic, you're just a fucking airplane mechanic. But what if you like, got coke? Even then, you're just an airplane mechanic with coke. You know coke? who's the stars in the airline industry? Pilots, right? Pilots yeah. are the rock stars. You know that? Who fucks pilots? Me. Stewardesses, flight attendants. Oh, do they really? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, they don't want to fuck some greasy mechanic. They want to fuck the pilot. Well, what if you maybe? What, what if you took a shower? And you weren't Even greasy. Then, nah, they're they're like nah, you you nah. Do the the flight attendants ever go up and do you know anything about the inner workings of the sexual habits of flight attendants? If he wasn't breathing like that, it'd be a good question. (laughs) (laughs) But the breathing. That's his breathing. I'm just talking. He's breathing. (laughs) Do they have sex? Man, I'm not with that, all right? Shit, I don't know. I wasn't in the cockpit while they were flying. Okay, so but did you were you getting copious amounts of ass in the eighties and, and pre-80s? No, man, no. I'm I just was, slutty. I was fucked up. I was I was getting high. Oh, you would rather get high than Yeah, fuck. I'd rather get high than chasing pussy, man. Pussy Say what? You know. Pussy's pussy, man. That's pussy is it. pussy. That cannot be denied. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's all that So what's your P game true. like on the road then? Can you talk about that? Uh, well as a comic and you, you guys know, you guys do the road, you your pussy is like 
it come it it's in stages, right? So when you first go out on the road, you're working shitty one-nighters in little towns, mm-hmm. but you have a headshot on the wall. You right. Plant the seed. So you're so she'll fuck you because you're the comic. So you know she's got a story. You know, you, you said I got in the paper. I fucked him Saturday, like that. That's the pussy you get right. when you're on the road. You know, when you start out as a road comic, right? But you're, you know, you're Uh-oh. fucking Missoula, Montana, and Lubbock, Texas. You ain't exactly yeah. rolling through Miami. You know, you 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 on third tier, right. road pussy. But yeah. but it's road pussy, yeah. and, it, and it can be very good. You yeah. know, very good road pussy. And then come you, fuck with your boy. What about it? Third tier, third tier is still a tier. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's still a tier. You know? And I didn't go to pussy eating high school. I was getting no, that. No, you just you were at a disadvantage. I was yeah. getting that you with, with an, fucking open mic skills. Educational disadvantage <laughs> having not been in the charter school. No. Uh, okay, so then and walk us through the rest of the. So, of the, so right, okay, so, then, so. So that's the first time you go out. So, the, the, well, here's the switch. This is when it, when it happened. I, I, um, I'm working for McDonnell Douglas and I'm training new. I'm uh, talking about road pussy. No, we. Yeah, but I gotta he's, get. He's getting. No, I gotta get to comic. I okay. gotta get to how Thank I became God. a comic Thank before God. I had how Airplanes. I got any road pussy. So, I'm training. <laughs> I'm training new comics. I'm making them laugh, and I, I said I want to be a comic, and this girl I was going out with threw me one of those ads for a comedy class. Uh-huh. I took the comedy class. I did the five minutes, and that was it. it You're was one like of the rare funny dudes absolutely, that started in comedy school. Absolutely hooked. I said, "This is it. I ain't doing shit else." I got, How old were you? I got. I was thirty. Thirty. I got laid off by uh, McDonald Douglas like a couple of weeks later. Did you know you were gonna get and, laid yeah, off? Yeah, I knew I was getting laid <laughs> off, and I just said, "I'm not gonna work on planes again." And then I just started banging the open mics and. And then, you know, going on the road. You made a commitment, I'm never fixing another plane yeah. in my life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of planes have crashed as a result of that. Uh, numerous have gone down. It's been horrible. They were like, Alonzo, please help You know, I said, I'm not fixing like, cruise that. ships. And you see what the fuck happened there. <laughs> yeah. you do a lot when of I leave ships? shit alone. Do you do yeah, a lot of cruise ships? Cruise I, do, I do a charter cruise, which is uh, the jazz cruise. I, I, I don't like doing the regular cruise gig where mm-hmm. you're just, you know, on Princess Cruise, that's fucking brutal. That that's when comedies work. Yeah, you know, it's a yeah. job. You check in and you get up there and you monkey it up for ten minutes clean, and then you get to say "damn" on the Saturday night show. <laughs> it's a t- it's a great gig if you want a regular job, but but the cruises I do, it's a charter cruise, so it's a whole different thing. It's my it's own jazz show. cruise. Yeah, wow. you know what cruise I do, of course. The pussy it's a pussy-eating cruise. cruise. That's oh, right. Yeah, right. pussy-eating cruise. Problem right. is, no pussy on the cruise. They just walk around and say, man, I could eat some pussy if we had some. Well, we talk about techniques. We trade cruise. stories about yeah, yeah. famous pussies we've eaten. So you stop. This is 90? That's the worst this thing is 93. ever said. Uh, 93, you're like, fuck it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm a comic. And, uh, and that was it. So then I just... Started banging open mics and, and you uh, got sober already. Yeah, I was five years sober when oh, I cool. hit, when I first did comedy, which which is another reason I got into it because I got sober at a place called Studio Twelve. So in the eighties, the stars went to Betty Ford and the crew went to Studio Twelve. Hmm. So right. I got sober amongst a bunch of guys who were like grips and and right. lighting guys and makeup and, and you know and wardrobe and all of that. But they they were the ones who were like showed me the entertainment business is real because if if you're not around this shit, you don't. Believe Believe it, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that, like when I'm going to Lockheed fixing airplanes, and somebody's like, "Man, you could be on stage." Like, man, fuck out of here. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 putting an engine in today. But when you're around people who do it, and they're like, "Yeah, man, these people are fucking idiots. You're smarter than them. You could do this." Right. You know, and that that's what gave me the confidence to make the jump. Now, do you ever get like emails from cats in the program, uh, sober people who are like, "Oh, you're such an inspiration. Yeah, I want to do comedy too. What do I do? Yeah, what do you tell them?" 
I tell them to, to get up there and do it. I tell them don't. That's my recommendation. Really? Don't do it. Save yourself. Is that true? Well, that's true. You know, and then I put a caveat in, and I say, if you can't not do it, here's my here's my. Yeah, advice. you know what famous comic tells people that? Hmm. Leno. Oh, really? Yeah, that's Leno saying. He says, "Don't do it. Don't even try it." And he says, "He just I, wants a quarter if, of the market." If nah. I can tell you, don't do it, and you don't yeah. do it, then you then weren't you shouldn't meant have to done do it. it. I agree. You and know, you know, I think it's people. At. It's people that coddle those people who create the distillation of our entire industry, which is why there's so much garbage comedies because nobody's willing to just be like, "You aren't," f-, and I'm not willing to do it either. I'm not cruel, but somebody needs to be like, "You're not fucking funny. Stop." To, well, to, it's like a pyramid. So if you're not funny, you will fall out of it because you can only live so long not being funny. Some, I mean, some not funny make it. You know what I mean? Well, they, but they can eke out a living, but yeah. I don't think they make it. No, some make it big. Some make it. Because they fool people. If you have a trick, you can fool people. You know what I mean? And you can make it big, but you're really not How that funny. How big? It's, well, it's like, Thank you. like pop stars versus musicians. Right, right. right. I always you could, you could be a music pop analogy. Star. You could be a pop star, have a big hit or whatever, make a bunch of money, but you're not a musician. You know what I mean? You can't go into yeah. a room full of music. I mean, Kanye West is not a musician. If Kanye West walks into a room, you know, and there's fucking musicians in there, he's like, well, I don't fucking play anything. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he produces. Kanye he knows a bad example because he writes music. I no, agree but with he you. knows how to make a sound. But but what well, I'm saying, he's not Kanye a musician. West. Is he's that not true? Like, like a master musician on a piano, on a saxophone, on a guitar. Oh yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? No, he knows how to make sound. I'm not saying that. If he enters he a room with musicians, they will all run to him for, st- for studio work. And yeah, because he he's going to get. They're going to make a fortune. You I know? think he's a bad example he because he's a legit. Like yeah, he's yeah. A yeah. Legit but, but, you know, but he but does that's describe I mean. himself like that. He says, "I'm a, I, I make sound." Right. Well, one of your buddies is Kanye West. Is that true? Is the best. Best example of that. Okay. Where he's just got no. Enrique Iglesias? Can't even sing. Can we, but a good, a better example might be someone that anyone knows what he sounds like at all. Enrique Iglesias? I don't really have any. is the rhythm divine. Can you sing it for us? Oh, I actually have a recording of him that's taken from uh, a soundboard that is fucking hilarious. It's so fucking bad. Yeah. and it's you just it, you can't believe how bad it is. In comedy, some people get by fooling people, but for the most part, you have to be funny. Yeah. Because at some point, it's just going to be you and a microphone, and it's like, okay, what do you got? You know. Did anyone? We'll get back to pussy in a second. But did anyone challenge you on the, the with the I know I'm funny than Alonzo? No, I was the um, I was a uh, what we call the challenge off guy. So the way it works is. This, is uh, it's from last, We're last, last comic. Okay, right. cool. The way the way it works is you you say I know I'm funnier than. So like if the three of us say I know I'm funnier than Doug, then he has to go on, and you have to pick one of us to go against, right? But if you didn't want to go up that week, then you say I know I'm funnier than somebody who no one else is going to challenge, and now you're out of the mix. Right. You know what I mean? So I was one of the guys that people would use to say, look, I don't want to fuck around this week. I know I'm funnier than Alonzo. Because they knew like five people weren't going to challenge me. And, and me it. and Kathleen were kind of like that. Yeah. And, and it was just, it, you know, it was cool. It, I mean, it was, a, it was a sign of respect. It was a whatever. And, and the best thing for me was when we went to the semifinals and it was me, Corey, and, and Heffron, and two of us were going to make the finals and one wasn't. On that episode, do you talk about choosing material? I chose the right material. I killed on that one, and they said, "Oh, you got more votes than both of them combined." Mm-hmm. And in the paper, they wrote, "Now we know why nobody challenged him." 
Got it. So I went into the finals with like, oh, this fucker, this guy's good. And then it got to the semifinals. Like, oh, fuck, he's black, though. So right. let's not all vote for him. You know? right. Well, here's the deal. I want to ask you about what you think about this. I believe, and I'm glad that you, because you're a funny dude and you deserved all the, the success that you got as a result of it. But I think that co- competitions are cancer to comedy. I mean, it's, it's like having an art, a, a painting competition. Like, who's the dopest artist? They it's had like, that show. It's you know, called Work of Art. <laughs> oh, they did. Oh, and are those reality shows adding to or taking away from our artistic <coughs> reality in the world? You, I think they're, I think it's a push. It's I just a fun show. Is, it's not doing This is the way either. I look at it. This is the way I look at it. I mean, from a business <laughs> point of view, it's the only thing that was putting comics in prime time. That's right. So you got to do it. But but I looked at it this way: when when Isaiah Thomas won MVP of the All Star Game, mm-hmm. he said, "Today I am the best basketball player in the world." Like just today, yeah. you know what I mean. So it's not. Right. So in other words, like winning last comic standing. Not you're, you're not the greatest comic on earth. You're not the funniest guy to ever live. In the, this situation, at this moment, of right, those I'm the guy. In that scenario, yeah, you I'm the guy to. today. Today, I'm the funniest guy on TV. But is that the idea? Is the idea to be funnier than everyone else, or is the idea to be as funny no, as you are? No, but if, are you're, if I don't, you're, I think it's if just, you're in uh, a competition, a it's you're that, in a competition. I don't think you anyone, go for the win. No, and I'm not hating on anyone that was on. The, I I, no, I, I tried out for the show. I know what you're I tried out for the show. It, you can't measure comedy. It's not like basketball. There isn't a score at the end of the day. So you can't say, you know, for instance, I don't know that you can't say that you know is Jerry Seinfeld funnier than Larry the Cable Guy yes. and is Larry the Cable Guy funnier than Chris Rock? No. Fuck, on any given, it depends on who you ask. If you're in Walmart, yeah, Larry right, the yeah. Cable Guy is the funniest right, fucking well, guy the other thing ever I don't lived. think anyone you know? thinks whoever won Last Comic Standing is the best comedian in the world. Right, and I'm not saying any, that it's fooled the, the world into right. thinking comedy should be a competition. I guess what I'm saying is is that everyone on there was an artist in their, in, and had their own voice and their own unique thing and the difference between your comedy and Heffron's and Corey Holcomb's comedy is so vast right. uh, that it's like really I mean look I get it I'm not an idiot like the pragmatics of it is you wanted to, to make uh, to win it to be successful to be exposed to the world but really everybody should have just been appreciated like wow right, look but I don't, funny but there's, there, there are more people got exposed to these guys than any other situation I don't I'm think comedy's I, worse off as a result of Last Comic nah, Last Comic was so good for comedy every comedy club owner in America loved that show yeah, mm-hmm. because yeah, they said real. they said numbers. Wise. Every comedy club, the numbers went up. Business because people like people had forgotten about stand up. Yeah, you know, because in the early '90s there were like a dozen stand up shows, yeah. and it was too much. It was oversaturated. And if you talk to comics who were around back then, they'll all tell you like unfunny people were headlining because it was so many jobs. You yeah. know, they had to fill the spots. And then people are like, fuck it, I'm not going. This place ain't funny. Alonzo, yeah. I got a question. But Last Comic brought it back, you know, and comedy clubs had a boom across the country. They loved it. So they wanted the show to keep going. Can you still, if you had to, still fix a plane? Like if there was a show called <laughs> Last Plane Flying, <laughs> I would you be, the, be I wouldn't contestant? be the best at it, but... Um, You'd be better than us. I'll, I'll tell you what's funny about that. My licenses are still good. Wow! Your really? license, your license for life. I'm no longer a license. Are you really? Yeah. I'm no longer a licensed sign language interpreter. Yeah. No. What about pussy? Uh, uh, pussy, that's for life. <laughs> I wish I that's could eat that. this pussy because for see, life. You, go, you want see, to go to the DFV the for that? Here's the thing about fixing airplanes. You, there's no way to learn how to fix every airplane. What they teach you is how to understand the manual. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. You have to you have to learn how to read, how to find the parts, how to replace the parts, how to do it. But it's impossible. There's too many aircraft and too many different things, so that it's impossible to know all of them. Okay, so you you become a comic. 
It's amazing you, talk you about just kicked again. into the plane thing. I love the plane thing. Yeah, yeah I, it's interesting. Yeah, it's cool. We'll come it's back cool. to uh, that. All later. right, so you're, you became a comic. I want to get back to Road Pussy. <laughs> Both things. <laughs> What's the next tier of pussy? The next tier of pussy after initial Road Pussy is probably... Um, well, let's see. There's minor celebrity second tier. Yeah, there's second tier pussy. There's you've been on TV pussy. But that's not you've won last comic. No, that's that's it's, you've, it's been, you've on been, TV. been on TV. What TV you, did you, you get the most pussy from? Um, oh, I'd say last comic. Okay, but before be. that, prior to that. Prior to that, too. That's a tough one. Um, I ain't get no BET pussy. None. Not That's even the girls that sat up on the on the stage with you, nah. or the animated girls that danced next to the palm nah, trees. Nah, no BET. Hmm. Well, no, that's not true. I did hook up on BET. Hooked up with a producer. I got I got to correct myself. Oh, great. I did hook up with White a producer. Girl? No, sister, <laughs> but not in any position of power that could lead me to more shows. Um, she was in a BET. position of power afterward, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Do you uh, know what I'm saying? Instead of telling people they're wrong, ask questions. So, Alonzo. So. <laughs> You, you know, here, here's the thing about road pussy. This this has been my experience <laughs> on any level, okay? You have a 45-minute window from when you come off stage in that club. You are the coolest motherfucker on earth yeah. for 45 minutes. Yep. You cannot go farther than the bar across the street because once you go farther than that, they don't know who you are. It's like the holodeck but on the Enterprise. You, you, yeah, you for 45 <laughs> minutes, you though, you, that was you. That was, you know. Yeah, yeah that was and me. And you also I can't hang out at you. the bar too long because then you become like, you right. know, just like yeah, this guy. You're, well, you're creepy now. Yeah. Now you're, you're, you're fucking pitiful because yeah. you're still there. But, but you got a 45-minute window where crazy shit happens. I mean, shit like, you know, I had the, the first threesome was – the chick walks in up. He, the first threesome in human history. The first threesome wow. from Black really don't crack. The first threesome from comedy. <laughs> she literally walked up. She's like, my friend has the biggest titties in here. She wants you to see him. Yes. And I was yeah. like. I do stand up. Like, absolutely. Yes. Not. I can judge those two. And, you know, and that. That airplane mechanic, that never happens. Mm, you, yeah, don't never, you never walk by the baggage carousel and some chick <laughs> is like, hey, listen, you, you, with your flashlights, get over here. Yeah. That never happens. My friend has the smallest team. Did you bring condoms with you? So, so uh, that's, that's the how, second tier. The go, second tier. You had to go off campus the, for no, the first no, three You know what the second tier of, of road uh, pussy is? Headlining. Right. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. you become the headliner. Yeah. But the, the best middle act pussy I ever saw... But but at the time it was like, I don't know if you could legitimately call him a middle act, but he was on this tour. We d I did a tour with Ian Bag. Uh, it was Ian, me, Dane, and Brewer. Mm -hmm. And this is before Dane was superstar. Dane is you know, and so he was like the feature right. in the show. What were you doing theaters or something? Yeah, we did nope. a, a tour through Canada. It was like watching James Bond. It was we were we were amazed. Huh. At the pussy, like it was like the women knew, like look, he, we, I'm a fuck him now, yeah, because I'm not gonna get to fuck him in two, three years, you know. But we were just amazed. We we're like, this fucker doesn't even try, right? Like he just literally was he crushing harder than you guys? No, I don't think so. I think we were about equal. Well, no, Brewer was the star because this is late '90s, so this right. is when Brewer's fucking goat boy so, coming yeah. off Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So he's the superstar, right? I have, yeah. some, I, you know, I, there are. I have a, some thoughts on this. And um, certain people have sex 
oozing from them yeah. when they perform. Yeah. And I've I've been told I do. But um, no, but I'm you have serious. the biggest dick I've ever seen. Part, yeah. but the other part. Certain people just have that. Even yeah. if they're crushing on an equal level, everybody's equal. Somebody's crushing with sex yeah. ripping from Even them. Even then, he was a rock star. Yeah. Right. It was, it was a different kind of energy. Did it he was, fuck the stool? No. He didn't fuck the stool. No, not, back then. not back then. No stool fucking. Just but I don't think he ever did know? fuck the stool. Then. No. He's not a stool fucker. No. But um, but that was like you were like, wow, that's you know. And then the the uh, the next level of pussy, and it, this was very cool. This, this is third level we're at no, right this, now. No, this is a whole this is a whole different level. Oh, this, this is fourth this dimensional. Is, this is old master shit. This oh, is this shit. Is Jedi pussy. You you youngsters need to write this down because when I heard it, I knew the definition. I'm I was nope. middling. Right. I was middling for Dom Herrera. Uh-huh. Oh, and, Dom Herrera level this, pussy. <laughs> this girl, she was, she wanted, it was like all about Dom. And Dom said, you know when you're famous? When your friends can get pussy because they know you. Oof. I yeah. got pussy because I knew Dom Herrera. That put Dom on another level in my book. Was like, where, where was this? Tempe Improv. Wow. Tempe, yeah. Uh, yeah. What year? Ooh, this, uh, what's 98? Yeah. Maybe. That makes yeah. sense. 98. Neil, do you know anyone famous? I know I know a couple people that are famous. <laughs> we got. Nah, I don't want it. I don't like talking about it. Okay. It's I think it's bad form. <laughs> um okay. so that's all you gotta do is be friends with someone. So I mean. what No, that that's how famous he is. In other words, when you get to the point like if if you can get some pussy because you know Moshe. Well, it's that's how happen. famous Moshe is. It'll happen, that you right. get pussy. Because you know him, like that's a, that's another level. That's yeah. a, a hilarious idea, though. You know Dom Herrera, I will suck your dick. Yeah, but it's yeah. never that direct. It's, it's more never just that like, direct, of course, you tell one Dom anecdote. Yeah, yeah it's crazy because yeah. Dom, big black titties right. and asses. Right. And we were like, me and Dom was talking about, and then it's and then it's like, we should go. What are you? You're cute. Yeah. I like you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And also doing well as I'm sure with your middle, I'm sure you did well. Yeah, yeah. I was I mean at that time I, at that time I was the middle who wanted to be the closer. You know what yeah, I mean? You're like the you know middle. you're good you, enough. Yeah. You're, you're the you're dude that's making intense eye contact with the headliner as you go off stage. Yeah. yeah. Well no, no, there, it's man. like that's when that's when I didn't mind middling for like Dom or for Damon Wayans. Right. But if I was middling for some guy I never right. heard of, it was like, Oh fuck, your ass is yeah. Your yeah ass I'm, is I'm my, taking your job. That middle by, is the by worst. Sunday you're gonna hate you know me. You know what's funny? I was talking to I hate that guy. You must hate him now too. I mean No You and his instinct, but I'm just like, I don't want to hear how you usually headline. I'm happy for you. Everyone you know? says that. That's bullshit, and yeah. I would never say it. But you know who I don't understand? The guy who's happy be in the middle. Right. Right. I never. You never like, will be famous. Kid, like, when I started, like, my second year, I was on the road opening for Tommy Davidson, and I fucking wanted his job then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I had no idea what the fuck I was doing, but I was like, man, listen, right. I want to be him. What the yeah. fuck being me? How do you me? be him? <laughs> you fuck know? being me. Fuck being me. I want to be him. You know? That's and it, funny. It was I don't. I got no beef with the with the hungry middle either. I like when that middle I thinks do. he good. buried you, and then and you're like, you'll let's no, see No, but happens. it's like this. It's not. I don't worry when someone's crushing. I'm not worried like, oh no, I'm not gonna do well. I'm worried like, oh, I'm gonna have to retrain all of these people's brains in order to get into my comedy dimension. Like because he's going. It's usually on the road. It's well, usually some dude that's like crushing with some shit. That's like okay, oh, like I local hack, local yeah. stuff. Well, but that's the most obvious example. Or just like ranty. Like what's up with you? Got to beat your kids, and we got to do. It. And then yeah, you got to yeah. be like, all right, let's wipe the palate clean and start right. over. Yeah. Well, how about a foppish yeah. Jew? But that's somebody who. That's because bookers don't know how to put together shows. Yeah. 
and they don't know who should work with who. But I I feel if you can't follow the middle, then you shouldn't be closing. Like I agree. Yeah, I agree. Like you get closers who say, okay, don't do this, don't. Yeah. Do that. Now like it's what? one thing if it's if it's something you know that you do and you just if don't want basically the same joke right then like yeah don't but, do it but when yeah. you're like listen don't be so funny so i can follow you <laughs> yeah well and you know what's no, funny that's and i bullshit, but what about this what about don't don't do a bunch of crowd work because i'll tell a middle don't do but because well, i do a lot of crowd yeah, work in my head but see set. that's that's because that's because the booker shouldn't have that middle in front of you you right. know what i mean like it, w- it was like i did a show one time with um with damon wayans and that's that's a bad combination because we're we're our, we're not that similar, but we're so you know what I mean. It yeah. was just like like that's not the guy for me to be middling for. Like right. when I middle for Tommy Davidson and Tommy's super high energy and does a right. hundred characters, that's one thing. But Damon, right. me and Damon, our energy level is about the same. Right. And we we both just kind of talk. You know right. what I mean. So it was kind of like mm, bad 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 idea yeah. you know not and make a good point thank you you got you know but it's up to the booker the booker has to know how to do it i know i know black comics who won't work with a black middle they're like i want a white guy in the middle for us oh i know i want a white guy in the middle because i've ever ever told you the story of when i how i used to open for bruce bruce when he would come to he's the blackest white guy i've ever met we talked about black boy yeah we talked about it on here yeah uh okay so so i only take asians I feel like there that's was not that. true. Yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like there's you were going somewhere with the, another level of pussy. Oh, the dom level. Dom level. So that's no, fourth so dimension. The, no, that's that's a different. That's a sidetrack. That's right. that's a okay. level of fame. Right. That's a level of fame to shoot for when your friends get pussy because at you're this point that I famous. think Dom would rather fuck a calzone. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know what that is? That's that's when you're tired of pussy. That's when you played the game to the point where you're like, listen, is, is there gonna be effort involved? You know Dom sleeps till like two in the afternoon. Every day now, Whoa. <laughs> it's fucking uh, now. Nah, I'm not. Dom probably woke up at like one thirty. One. Me and Dove used to meet. And Dove Davidoff used to meet at nine thirty every day. And, and Dom would go, I don't know how the fuck you guys do it. I gotta tell you, the idea of that terrifies me. Not, uh, not on some any level other than I wonder. I always think of comedy as a bunch of lost boys, like just a bunch of people that cannot and will not grow up. Mm-hmm. And the idea of that be, of me living the way I'm currently living until I'm like 60, 65 years old, single, playing Xbox until four o'clock in the morning, and then you know working only on the weekend, forty five minutes a night, is like is terrifying. Some what do, what I'm about it's terrifying? What about it? it wa- explain what's terrifying because you're you're Alonzo, you're 50 something yeah, right? Yeah. I just hit I'll, 50. I'll be 50 in June. Right. So you find what's the difference between your lifestyle now and your lifestyle 20 years ago? Uh I'm not chasing it as much. You also started l- I started late. You I started, started yeah. late. I started at 30. And when I say I'm not chasing it as much, I mean that like like the road pussy thing like has no appeal to me anymore. Unless it's easy and it's right there, it's right. like I I don't want to play the game. I don't want you know. It's like now I got to figure out how are you gonna leave shit like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Cause cause there's no new road pussy. You know what I mean? It's like every now and then there's some chick who's gonna have a fucking <coughs> talent. And you're gonna be like, wow, I didn't know that existed. Walk me through no some way of you the talents that, you've seen but, on, um, in your travels. Um, Top three talents. Um, a chick who could deep throat 
anybody, anything. It was it was remarkable. One of the airplanes she, you used she to fix? Had, she had video. It was it was like wow. Yeah, and and it was like yeah, that ain't she no had, joke. Excuse she had, me. She had video. video? She had video. Uh, so she would be like, I was. Other, other be like, I'll suck your dick. You'd be like, no, 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 I'm not like, interested. She'd be like, wait, wait, wait. But let like, me just show you the video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> let me show you. Do you have a VCR handy? Let me. Yeah. She was like, let me show you. And and I. Do you recall like, Johnny Carson? Wow. <laughs> you know. So that that was a uh, that was a remarkable talent. Sure. Uh, that was a good great role. She went to the sister school actually. The pussy academy. So she was deep throating you and. And you would stick other things up there just to just to uh, it, it just like for are you hollow inside honestly are you you know <laughs> and then I would say um, the threesome the the big titty threesome just because that and that was cool because that was like one of those yeah whenever you're in town uh, you know so great. that was that was a, a cool what town thing. was it in and that was also in Arizona if Arizona I go to Arizona I would like to go Arizona's to Arizona state. and test how famous you are by yeah. emailing those girls <laughs> and saying hey it's me Moshe Kasher I'm in town Alonzo's friend, yeah. friend, of a, friend <laughs> and they'd be like uh, not and, interested uh, the, the next story will probably it'll be it'll come to me it'll uh that's pretty great, though. It, yeah. How many yeah. times do you take them up on the, the big titty Tempe? Was that Tempe? lasted. That lasted for about. No, it was. What was the town? Payson or something? It was like one of those towns. It was like an hour outside of. Uh, of course. Phoenix. Well, no know? big market girls would do that. Right. That. So, but that lasted for for a few years. That lasted for like three years. Three four years That's whenever correct. I was in Arizona, and you, you would know, just end up doing call. one nighters in Payson for yeah, like eighty bucks, or you or you're in Tempe. <laughs> shit, an hour ain't that far to drive. You yeah, know, they, for three way. It's uh, a half hour per ne- per girl. Neil, you got any good threesome stories? I've never had a threesome. Never. No. Wow. Never had a threesome. Really? Any chance I look like maybe it was going to happen, something would would get botched. That surprises me. No, I know. I it's, just never. It's been my experience. Some people, I guess, some people know how to make it happen. It's been my experience. Stay out of the way because they yeah. they want to do it. It's not not like I'm doing these every weekend, so I got no fucking thing. But it's happened a few times. But every time it's happened, it was something they wanted to do, and it, you're just the guy. Like you just got right. picked. It's hmm. not about you're you. The stunt it's dick. about them. Yeah. You're the stunt dick. This is something they want to do, and and it's like. But and, I paid and them comic, ninety dollars a piece. I, why a would comic, they? Already? A comic's the perfect stunt dick because he's leaving town yeah, one right. day. So it's not like he he ain't gonna be around, and it's not gonna be a thing of oh he fell in love with her instead of me or anything. It's like they know. Like, look, you're passing through town. This yeah. is good, and it's a great story. We can, can I rape share. you anally? <laughs> See, when you ask, it's not so much rape. Anytime you ask permission, yeah. you ruined tone. it. Oh man! Uh, that yeah, you stay out of the way, and it's not like hey, let me get in. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no. You, you. What do you do? It's you, not really a threesome if you're totally out of the way. No, no. Like, once you're in, once you're, you're in. in, you're in. But I'm saying when they're when they're deciding who's going to be the guy. You can't if you like you can't just talk to two girls who are friends. Like I guess some guys could like that. That's pimp level shit. When you can talk right. two girls who are friends into both fucking you at the same time, and they had no intention of doing it. Yeah, that's that's have amazing. Have you had a most? You've you've made it happen three way. I may have made it happen. Go ahead. Uh, most of my threesome threesome stories are pretty bad. I, I usually had very awkward. You know what's a bad threesome? When she's so big that just her counts as a threesome. That's a bad threesome. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, that is a bad threesome. That's a bad threesome. Put a hacks out there. I got a big booty and you out of dudes. You go ahead and take that one. I, um, I have had... I'm a beef snob. 
I'm personally a beef snob. I've had three experiences with group sex. Two were really bad. And Walk, go actually, specific. I've had four Please experiences with group sex. One time, I got a blowjob at a sex party in front of a group of people, and that was very weird. How did you end up at the sex party? I, what do you mean? Did you? Hell no! But did you at like you found it online or something? My it was a thing in San Francisco that was happening called Kinky Salon. It's like an eyes wide shut kind of situation. Is no, San Francisco like a, near Oakland? Perhaps? <laughs> ah, you've heard of my town. Mm. <laughs> so um, no, so there was this. Uh, that shit is some Bay Area shit, Northern California. Yeah, that's E40's voice, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I can I can tell. Um, so I went to a group sex party and got and this is actually an interesting are you gonna do the fucking crickets you piece of shit no I no. can see you <laughs> <laughs> I, this, is a, this is a great Shit's story just real. tell it you fucking piece of shit <laughs> so it was like a burning I'm a man. beef snob <laughs> so it's like a burning man situation where you had to go in costume and I remember the costume that I wore was what at, kind of venue is this it's at, it's in like a, a big kind of um, long San Francisco style railroad house so that wait, has been turned wait, into an events space this is yes. your first one like you started out in costume, Did yeah, that's you right. You have to work up to that shit. Like you, yeah. you know what I mean. Like when you yeah. sex party orgy. Well, we showed up in costume. That's San Francisco. When, when that can't be your first story. When you murdered the girl at the end of the <laughs> night. <laughs> um, so I was dressed in a like one of those onesie uh, gas station attendant kind of. Outfits, you know, like what the ones they used to wear. With, yeah. with the coveralls. Zip, coveralls, that's yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah, I know right. that. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. And I remember, this is true, I had my, I had it zipped all the way down to almost to my dick, and I had this ALF doll that said, actually, this ALF doll has been given away. Costumes and ALF doll. This is great. By the way, this. There's no way this was wait, his this first Wait, this ALF, one. the threesome and the, the third? There's no way this was his first <laughs> so one. So wait, let's check this out. This ALF doll was eventually given away it, as a gift in a podcast um, in one of Doug Benson's podcasts. So if there's some listeners out there, this is a very eventful um, Alf. He's seen a lot. Yeah. So anyway, that Alf doll was kind of perched on f- in the front of the coverall. And this girl, I told this girl, I walked up to this girl. This is how intense the sexual energy was. I was like, hey, um, why don't you say hi to Alf? Where was <laughs> Alf? Alf was like, 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 yeah, yeah in, the, in the coverall. Like in a papoose? Yeah, it's in a papoose. I don't know what that is. but It's what the kangaroos have. Oh, okay, yeah. So sort of a thing. So she reached down to say hi to Alf, and then, you know, below Alf was the real Alf. Good-looking woman? Costume? So, uh, I don't remember if she was wearing a costume. So then we we retired to this, like, there was like a sex room. Wait, wait, you retired? I like that. Thank you. I, too, am like James Bond. And um, Was the dad from Alf there? <laughs> no. The sex party? Isn't he dead or something? No, he's no but like oddly, there were no cats around. <laughs> <laughs> I kill me. <laughs> so then she was like, she went down on me in front of all these guys and I, uh, in front of all these couples. And I remember feeling like, this is absurd. I feel like an idiot. Like, what am I in my in my parents' 70s sex p- swinging party? Like, it's just it an idiotic feeling to I've it. I've often thought about sex parties because I had a girlfriend that wanted to go to them. And I just, the idea of like, I'm going to fucking yeah, front of other people is just kind of like. I felt like a fool. Eh. I felt like an it's, idiot. It's one of those things. People are either into it or they're not. Right. And right. I think I you found know, like out. The I ones yeah. who are into it, it's like the greatest thing right. in the world. And then if you're not, it's you're like, okay, this. this oh, no. If I do 10 right now. Yeah, I'll do a tight ten for yeah. you. Yeah, L- yeah, like I, that seems like it just seems embarrassing. So I, I wasn't that into that, but it did go down. And then the, the, the did you, did you complete yourself? Yeah. Oh, oh, I busted. Yeah, man, I'm not gonna stop. I think I'm gay. Did you? How long did it take? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. How long ago? Like t- ten years, probably. Got it. <laughs> 
So then the second time was with a girlfriend. So this is pre-AIDS. Go ahead. <laughs> before I got AIDS, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was exactly. before I was contracted uh, AIDS. Um, and, and you were sober as sin during this. Uh, I was indeed. Yeah, yeah. All my sex. I only had sex one time before I got sober. So everything I've ever, every nasty, fucked up decision I've ever made sexually has been with a clean, sober, clear, sharp yeah. mind. Don't feel bad. Done plenty myself. Yeah, I'm sure you have. I'm with you on that train. <laughs> the second time was with a was with a girlfriend and another couple. And this was bad. Uh, we found them on Craigslist, and we went and we met them at their apartment. And I, I first of all, let me just say, I couldn't, just couldn't get erect. I was just completely like intimidated. What and was their apartment like? I don't like know. When you, but I'm saying like you met at their apartment. Yeah. See, the first thing I think is like, what does that smell like? It didn't smell other, like just other people's apartments creep me out. Where it's like you can just f- smell what they ate. What are you talking about? Spooky. It was spooky. I'm talking about going to people's going apartments. to people's houses freaks you out. For a sexual encounter, I'd be like, eh, let's maybe get a motel. I don't know. We went to their place. A motel doesn't sound good The weirdest thing was that, first of all, I was so tripped out by the fact that there was another dude there who I wasn't – we were both so uncomfortable with each other's presence that we were kind of like looking to the – no one was – we weren't even saying hi or we were just kind of like, ha, ha, ha. And I was just – it was the worst. No costume. No costume this time. <laughs> well, they, that's what fucked it up. Yeah, I should have had Alf. You're a costume guy. If I had had Alf. You, you can't be a costume guy and go with no costume. <laughs> the girl, did the girlfriend pitch it? No, it was all me. <laughs> was she like, Wait, eh. were you pitching a threesome or a, like a other couple some? I was just like, let's try some shit. Uh, let's mix it up. We and had like a, a profile on like kink.com or something like that. Right. Trying to f- or all something like trying to find this situation. And then the third time was with a, with was with that girl after we had broken up and a girl that I was currently dating. So it was a current girlfriend and an ex-girlfriend and that was incredible. That was the best because there was so much comfort. It was so comfortable and great and it was just so much fun. That was are good. there times if you would you rather are th- do you think threesomes are uh preferable to in general in general i would say no but there's something pretty incredible about getting head from two women at the same time or having sex with one woman while another woman is going down on the other woman it's pretty incredible and the fourth time is in the future when two girls from the champs listening uh, email me and ask me i'm always you guys read the emails girls are always girls like the sex talk yeah because right. whenever we're yeah. talking about like road pussy and it's, you come on and go like, may we take it easy on the pussy talk? But that's the stuff that girls want to hear, guys. Well, because they think it tells them how we think. Right. But, it, you know, and and I guess it does a little, but not not really. Like women, you, women are never going to understand how do, men do you think, think they would understand? Do you think they'd be upset by how uh, kind of... Not ice cold we are, but just sort yeah. Of that's like what no. That's it exactly. You know, women get upset about the disconnect. Yeah. Right. The fact that that a guy can fuck two girls and then get up in the morning and catch a plane. In the morning. You know, and and you know what I'm saying. Shit, but I'll like, leave that night. Yeah, but they, but women don't. You, you take red eyes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Take, that's what I mean. Shit, I'm a red eye motherfucker. Shit. You know, women, only fly at night. Women can't understand the disconnect like that. They feel that that somehow cheapens it or whatever. I don't know what it is. I still love you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you you know and that's that's where like c- colleges that's where you get in trouble. Like I I um I didn't know Vince Champ. 
Right. I knew of Vince Champ. Vince Champ, and for those who don't know, was a guy who got caught uh, raping women. He was a comedian. Uh, he was a college comic <laughs> and a serial rapist. The original Champ, right? He, was the, yeah. he started the yeah. Champ podcast. Yeah. Well, this is what we're based on him for is a tribute to him. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like my college agent at the time, he he talked there. He said, listen, you cannot fuck a college girl on the road because... That, well, for me, I was too old for it anyway, so it wasn't like it wasn't my thing. Like I was never one of them guys that you know, oh, I gotta have a barely legal chick. Like I never got into that. But I find young girls boring as fuck. Yeah, but like the thing, a nineteen-year-old be like, eh. yeah, he said, because a young girl falls in love, and if you have a nineteen-year-old girl in you know Minnesota say that Mr. L.A. raped me. When yeah. he was in town, you're fucking done. Like, who are they gonna? Somebody gonna be pregnant. You know what I mean? They, they, who are they gonna? You're you're fucking done. You will be in jail so fast. And I was like, I I, I so can't. So you think take that Vince chance. Champ raped? He didn't didn't rape I, any of those I, girls. I have, they all no, fell. No, listen. Them. I have no I have no idea. I didn't know the guy. Whatever. I think he was guilty from what I've been told, but I have no idea. But I'm just saying in general, like that would be. That to me, that's the worst thing that could happen. That, but you'd set yourself up for it, for some young girl to say he raped me. You know, it's it's like the Mike Tyson thing. I I believe it. He raped me. Fuck, Mike Tyson was well. That's fucking Mike Tyson. Yeah, he raped. He rapes everybody. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's not capable of having sex. All he can do is rape. You know, he raped his wife. I think that uh, it's hard to get actually to get laid after college gigs. I don't think I think because yeah, no one no one sticks around. It's also weird to be like leering about. Yeah, where are you? guys off no, to depends, anybody yeah. going to, it's like ridiculous yeah. it depends on who you are because because the younger comics if you're a comic right 25 to 28 then the college girls want to fuck you because you're not a college boy right you're, you're, but, oh, you're not, right. You're, but you're not old yeah. but you're just not you're one of their yeah, right yeah. whenever yeah. i do colleges there's always just like the girls who arranged it yeah. are around after it's never just like we gotta no right. girls have ever stuck around the funniest one for me was and it was i was doing syracuse and you know how they have this the student drive you around like they pick yeah. you up at the airport and, they, and the girl drive and she's like hitting on me and you know and i said how to old her, is she she 20, 21 or something, mm-hmm. and I said to her, I said, um, I'm older than your father. <laughs> and she was like, no, you're not. And and at the time, I think I was like 44. She was like, oh, shit. You are. And then she started like, to do My it. dad's like 42. And that was the girl who was, could deep throat anything. It was, I think that's unbelievable, man. No, but that w- it was funny because it was like she had no idea. Like she, she completely, her whole energy changed when she realized but i i knew it. it's like man i can't i'm like i can't fuck a 20 year old what we ain't got nothing to talk about there was one time in in seattle it was a random thing this young girl had an old guy thing she wanted to fuck an old guy and i was lucky enough to be the guy and it was crazy and it was like wow but again Did that you was act just old? something no. like, hey, going on over no, there what? What's your name again, a, little Missy? No, nah, it, it wasn't Louis C.K.'s show. This shit was real, and it was it was fucking amazing. Oh, was it, like, good? it was a good? Oh, hell yeah. You keep in touch with her? Yeah, it was a good day. I did for a while. Yeah. You know, but, but um, you don't, as an old guy, you couldn't use a computer, correct? I yeah, don't understand yeah, exactly. the email. You kept in touch for a while, but then her parents moved around. You know, you state. say <laughs> you say that, and then she's like, text me. You're like, give me that phone. You fucking text up a dream. Yeah. Um, all right, and then you got, then you, uh... You're, you're doing the black guy character. So now, so now you're sober? You've been sober? Been sober a long time. What was your, what was your bottom? Uh, crack. Wow! Yeah, I was a crackhead. Absolutely. Crack's pretty great. Yeah, crack's good, you know, in the first time. 
Right. It's too good the first time. And and uh but yeah, I absolutely bottomed. But you still is it still uh it's is it's it, it doesn't stink the last time, right? Or you're just trying to Oh no, you're not high. even getting high anymore. At oh, the really? at the end it's you're just using college. you're using cuz you have to. Right. But you're not getting high because you're you're resistance your body's broken down everything else it's just something you have to do you might get that initial blast on the first hit but that's right. it you can't peeps you know that, that's why like like god like richard Pryor, like he said that's what killed him was he had so much money that he could keep buying drugs you know what i mean right. Right. You reach a point where drugs aren't getting you high anymore but if you have unlimited money like he did and right. like rock stars and shit like that you just consume such massive quantities because it's all about chasing the high. And you're just trying to get you're the You're never going to get it. And you, you technically can never get that You'll again. You'll never get it again, yeah. Did, did you have a, you were smoking crack? Did you have a house? You were uh, no, I, when I No, when I bottomed, I was in a one-room apartment. Um, rent wasn't paid. I was, like, on an eviction notice. And um, I was working. I was working, but you were I mean, repairing uh, airplanes that would fly people around. Yeah, <coughs> but yeah. you still have your license, correct? Yeah, but but <laughs> see, here's, so. and, and here's the thing about that is, like everybody, you know, everybody in the program, everybody sober, did their job high. You know what I mean? Like, and and fortunately, like nothing I ever worked on was ever fucked up because the underlying thing in my brain, I needed that job for money. Right. So I was good at it because I had to be. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't like I could not. And then, you know, aircraft, you have a lot of inspectors and, and everything. It, but but again, it sounds like it sounds really dramatic. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I'm but, sure. I'm sure it was. But yeah. if you're a truck driver, you're driving an 80 ton truck and you're on fucking meth. And, yeah. you know, and, and there are doctors who will tell yeah. you, yeah, I did surgery high, you know, because yeah. it's their job. It's what they do. I yeah. mean, could they? It, yeah, that's potential for a horrific catastrophe but thank god that didn't happen yeah you know? uh i find like moshe's eating pussy right this time i hit he rock bottom completely man. missed the pussy That's he right. was he I was, was all up in, in the ass he was in ass he was in hairy thigh i was in back he was in hairy neck. thigh Low, I was in and lower he's neck. like this shit ain't working, and she's like, "This fucker's licking my thigh. He won't leave. Yeah. Licking my thing." And that's when I hit rock bottom. Uh, and then you, literally rock you, bottom. Uh, all right, so then you, you I have so footage. you got you you were eviction notice, and you were like, "I got a fucking." No, you know what happened? I got busted. Oh, cool. Yeah, I got busted, man. When I got when I got arrested, it that was my moment when it was like, because where'd you get arrested? In Van Nuys, of course. Because there's always a point that like where you're like okay i shouldn't be here you know what i mean like they the, that moment they call it that moment of clarity when you realize like for whatever reason okay my life should not be here like that was the feeling i had when the cuffs came came out and it was real and it like you can't bullshit your way out of it now you it's not like up. a traffic ticket you know what i mean and i was like what was the scenario it was um possession it was you know driving down the street and i bought a rock and the cops raided the street you know they come in from all sides and Got shit, it. and i'm busted i feel that feeling and, every um, week on the champ but in that, in that moment it was like that's that's when I realized I had fucked my entire life up, like everything, because you know, again, I was I was lucky, right? I grew up, my you know, my parents, good people, middle class, got an education, had a job, you know. In other words, I'm doing everything right, and I've reached this point where now I fucked all of that up. Like this was not the plan for me to end up on a back street in Van Nuys 
wearing handcuffs with mm-hmm. a, you know busted for a fucking crack rock did you thing. know like oh i'm done yeah absolutely interesting absolutely so that one, was it knew. liberating were you like oh good now i can fucking- no it was um i don't know if liberating is the right word it my attitude changed because i had been to rehab before but before when i went to rehab i wasn't i was just like this is bullshit what right. the fuck I'm, now i went back to rehab with like fuck i want to you know i want to get sober i want to stop do you think so you- it 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 was I don't know if liberating is the right word. It was just eye-opening. It was like the ultimate reality check. Right. Do you think you would be a comic today if you hadn't gotten no. busted and gotten sober? No. no. So in a way, it was a great. The great. Well, it. it I would have. You know, you, when you start, like you guys started young, and and it's all you've ever done. I didn't. Done. But well, yeah. you didn't. Well, yeah. well, you were a writer. Yeah. And you, so. W- so the only thought that I have is like, wow, what if I had started doing this shit when I was 18? Yeah. Like I, if I had been around for the comic boom in the 80s. Yeah. Because there were, there were comics like George Wallace who helped me a lot when I was new. George told me, he's like, you know, man, you're good. Like if you had started this shit 10 years George ago. George is going to do the show. You'd probably be rich now. You know what I mean? Because George, yeah. George was like, because you were good at this shit. But, but who knows? I wouldn't have had the life experience, whatever. Yeah. Things happen the way they happen. I wouldn't have met right. the guys who opened up the entertainment business to me. Now, and who knows? Maybe you're. So, th- was it a good thing? I don't, I don't know. It it depends on. Do you believe in there's a master plan in life, or does shit just happen? You know? Yeah, the master plan. Well, the Jews. We wrote. We created the master plan. And you really to fucked it up then, the because there was. You should have told me about this economic <laughs> meltdown. <laughs> well, we, I, we, I could have had some credit default swaps, and I wouldn't even fucking be talking to you right now. I, we didn't. I'd be, I was in St. Bart's looking at those yachts, saying, you know, that Wall Street crime. Yeah, that's the way to go. Some shit. I have to pay my intern. Uh, okay, and then you and 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 you never. So you got went to rehab a second time. <laughs> yeah, and I've been sober since. And was it? Do you? Yeah, cracks. Have you never did? Crack I, you know no, something? I don't miss it at all. Like I've been around. You don't miss cracks. I don't miss getting high. I don't miss getting drunk. I've been around comics who get high, party, do this or that, and it's like. I've already done it. You know what I mean? Right. Like I've, I. So it's like have fun. I don't judge people. Like if you want to get drunk, you want to get high. I don't give a shit. You know, I don't want a fucking drunk in my face talking to me because that's just fucking the worst, boring and stupid and shit. But but I don't tell anyone don't do it or whatever. It's like it's do what you want to do. I don't miss it. I'm done. So when people are like, man, don't you miss like the Super Bowl? Like don't you miss having a beer? It's like no, because fuck a beer. Like you talk to a crackhead, fuck a beer. Beer? What? Get what? the fuck out of here. I'll hit you with a beer. <laughs> Take your oh, money, shit. buy some crack, get you arrested know. in Van Nuys and start all over. Now, right. did right. you, what was the, We. I don't think we got to the top tier pussy. Top tier road pussy. I thought it was. It was Don um, Herrera pussy. No, that was a sidebar. No. Side um, tier. No, he said you got 45 minutes after you get off stage. Yeah, no, I'd say I top tier. I've been with some women that were... Uh, it's stunningly beautiful um you know that that i don't think i don't i don't know if i would have got them if i wasn't a comic right um and then i'm i've been in situations where you know like where i wouldn't be if i wasn't a comic if that makes sense mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i have access i can get backstage i can be you know whatever so but but then it's like the 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 best women i've been with in my life they it, they didn't, weren't with me because I was a comic. Right. Although a couple of them I never would have met if I hadn't been a comic. Yeah, you've if never been married. Sense. No, never been married. No I was kids. married to this man. I I was married to the game. I was in love with this. I've been in love with this since I started doing it. And in my thirties, when most people get married, 
I was, you know, working my way up the food chain. Like, I was an opener, then a middle, and it was like, I didn't want to get married and have a kid as a middle act because you can't raise a kid on 400 bucks a week, you know, in Iowa. And I didn't want to, and I'm not going to be irresponsible, you know, because I wasn't raised that way, you know what I mean? Like, I had my, my dad's big thing, he was a provider. So, like, you learn what you live. So that's what I learned, that a guy, a man is the provider. So Are your parents bummed that you didn't have kids? Uh, no, nah, they, they haven't. If they are, they haven't said anything. They didn't say they they didn't they still are. alive? They, my, my mom's still alive. How old is she? Uh, my mom's 78. And uh, my dad was 87. And 87. I think it was a thing strong, of... Strong genes. Yeah, they were, they were happy. They're happy that I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I think my mom would love to see me get married and have a kid. But um, would my, you love my, to see my, yourself get married and have a kid? Do you want to be a bachelor yeah, to the rapture? No, nah, if, if I would love to get married, but the longer you're single, the harder it is to do. That's so true, man. Yeah, you know, I it, can feel it's, the it's hard. I can feel the Gulliver-like uh, strings holding me down be, being formed on top of my you, body. You got to, you know, you, things like sense? learning to no. compromise. And shit like that, like oh, you know, I'm an old bachelor. An old bachelor is a fucking bachelor to the rapture. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> you know. But then, but then I look at guys. I look at like you were talking about, Marsha. I look at guys, you know, seventy years old and single. That shit is not pretty. You yeah. Know, that, it, but like but you want somebody. Well, I think but, it's none of it's pretty. Because seventy year olds married and pretty. It is too. But part of this business is, and and you yeah, you loneliness. sign up for this when you do it. This shit does not end well. Yeah, for was, most people, right? This shit does not end well. This shit ends, you know, it may not end horribly, right? But but you kind of fade, you know, right. and you that's end one up, of the worst you, you, things I've ever heard in my life. It, you fall into, you know, so so I don't know. It, it's um, you're I right would, though. I would love, but to get what if you're? For but most, do com- you think that if it fades, do you need? Do you feel like uh, having a wife would soften the blow? Yeah, because then maybe this isn't the most important thing in your life, or right. or more importantly, and this is this is what's really tough. And I see this with a lot of my musician friends. A lot of them have these phenomenal wives who've been with them from the right. start and the whole thing. And she understands that's your first love, and she's okay with it. She supports it, and isn't it? She's not jealous of it. She knows like there's a place that you go that she can't go to. You yeah. know what I mean? As, and as a comic, that's true. There's, there's a time, like, when I'm on stage, you know, that's the best time of my life. Yeah. You know, and and the greatest the thing for me. The audience as well. They feel the same way when the, you're on stage. It's the best time of your life. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest thing for me is to be on stage creating. Yeah. You know, when I say some shit I never said before and it's funny, that's the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah. And you can't get that anywhere. And some people think it's the thing of, oh, the, the adoration of a mass of people. But to me, that's not it. For me, it's the creativity. Like, I just made these motherfuckers laugh with nothing. Yeah. You know, and I love that moment. Do you think, though, Alonzo, that the reason that that's the pinnacle human experience for you is because, and don't take this the wrong way, that you haven't experienced that kind of connection with another person? I had had experienced that connection with another person, and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, And How close did it get? It got, like, that was the one time, that was the girl I was going to marry. And, and this is but, while you were a comic? Yeah, this is while I was a comic. But she, like, freaked out, and she, she literally left and hooked up with another guy and blah, blah, blah. It was, a, you know, a Dan whole... Cook. Yeah. <laughs> it was a whole drama thing. Now, you know, I still know her. We're still friends and this and that. And, you know, 10 years later, 12 years later, I'm glad we didn't is get married. Is she married to that guy? No. No. But Why I, are you glad you didn't get married? Because of um, because I was in I love stand with up. who I thought she was, not who she was. 
If when that, did you realize you know. who she was? When she started acting crazy? Uh, no, after she went through a re- she went through a really bad life situation and and came out on the other side. And I was one of the people that she reached out to, and you know, and I was happy to help her because once you love with somebody like that, you'll always love them. Yeah. But I I was like, okay, this this is not like this is who you are. You know what I mean? Right. And even she has a thing I think of of not knowing who she is. Right. Know? Yeah, but, I mean, but I can't make that decision. I sometimes feel like back to this Lost Boys collective that we are. I sometimes feel like that. Like I look around. There's certain people who have these really healthy relationships, and I kind of squint at them, like I don't understand. But I look around, and so many comedians seem to be like us. Like, and we're you know what we're like t- uh, oh, I'm about 20 years apart, and I feel a lot of kindred emotions to what you're saying. And it's like, and Neil too. I always look at Neil. We've talked about this before. I keep waiting to become Neil because Neil is like, I want to be single. I'm down with now, this. Now, Neil, shit's going to end horribly. Not even bad. It's, it's going to be horrible. There's gonna, there'll be a movie. There'll yeah, but be Neil doesn't have to. Put, I'm going to direct another movie? No, you, you won't Wait, be around for it. You won't be huh? around. Huh? You won't. Uh, don't, don't you think being single no, like makes, it, makes you kind of be healthier? No. Do people live longer when I they're single? No, the stats I don't know. are men live longer if they're married. married. I don't believe that. Married I think people. I would die. Married people live longer. Shortly in You know, the other thing is you have someone take care of you yeah i mean yeah. i i have friends because and again See, this to is, me that's what mexicans this is what, are for this is what sucks <laughs> this is what sucks about getting older that's what interns are for for yeah, me but, i got interns and mexicans but last year i, I have experienced to pay my intern where friends friends had sh- like i have a really good friend of mine i mean he's older than me 60s early 60s but he had a stroke and he's in a home like that, right that's yeah. real you know and he has nobody you know what right. i mean and that's like fuck not to say that i'm looking to marry somebody so i'll have a nurse well, that's when the i thing. fall that's, apart that's, that's when, the with that in mind i'm like i can't that's I don't the most romantic thing about marriage is but, that there's someone to take care of your stroke after you have a stroke no, <laughs> no you know what it is you have somebody you have somebody you have history with that's the thing that like at my age like i'm 50 i'll be 50 this year Right, so I don't know if I'll ever have history with somebody. Right, and when I see guys who've been married, like I, I got a buddy who I went to high school with, and he just celebrated his 30th anniversary, you know, and his kids are grown. And like the thing that he has that I'll never have is he has 30 years of history with his wife. Mm-hmm. So right. every accomplishment, everything he's done in his life, and he's fucking mega successful. He stayed in aerospace, and he's like a right. you know upper echelon executive and all that. But he has someone who did all that like if i had somebody yeah. who'd made the comedy journey like when i won last comic standing right the the girl i was with she was great but she didn't know what that meant right because you, she didn't know about the 10 years to get to last comic i have standing. another theory about that which is the things that i've experienced are it's no one the thing that i i find that life is a solitary experience even the shit that you think you're sharing with somebody I find that you have very different experiences. But that's what I was going right. to say with well, Alonzo. No. You're talking about that girl. You might have gone home with her, but you really went home alone. Right. <laughs> Even no, that they, night. Don't, they don't share the experience in the same way, but it's a great experience for them, too. Right. However she's been watching you, however she's been a part of your life, it means a lot right. to her. You know, just, and, and, and you'll hear that from women when, when the guy, or from guys, you know, it's, it doesn't happen as often, but a guy with a woman. But when somebody makes that big accomplishment like i have a friend who uh, we've been friends since 82 we've been through everything in each other's lives like she's she's gotten married and she has kids and like you know i was at her wedding and i know her kids her kids are, are grown up now and and she's the one who's known me so when i won that show she was the one who was like 
knew everything that I'd right. been through yeah. in my life to get to that point. You know what I mean? And she knew about the drugs and the sobriety and right. all of that shit. So she was the one who was really like, you get it. Right. You, know, you, you understand what this moment and means. And, and the Sy- other thing Jerry Seinfeld says that you never get a – you can't make – uh, new old friends. No, right. you can't. It's like true. And, and the other thing is, that is the like, one thing Jerry Seinfeld was right. That about. is like true. This shit is hard on a on a woman and a relationship. They don't for get sure. It. Who would want to date us? You, I would, know, you know who they, would want this? You know what they don't get? They don't get when you killed and you're miserable. <laughs> right. They never understand that. Like, and we've all had that experience where right. the crowd is cracking up and you walk off and you're like, man, I'm a fucking I idiot. Fucking hate myself. <laughs> right. For for, for whatever. Happy, happy, joy, joy. <laughs> and they they'll never understand that, you know what I mean? But yeah. but other creative that's I think that's why we end up fucking hooking up with other creative types. Right. But right. you want to hook up with a real creative type, not some you know, not just the wannabe fucking yeah. video vixen who's oh I'm an actress. No, you did two videos. Right. You, know. you were great in them. You look great. That ass. You oh, baby, man. That ass. All that ass. Shit. Uh, all right, we uh, this. I hate that. Well, that has been uh, the way, man. We went, we went up in the sky and crashed down to the earth, and Come we on. ate pussy in between. And I think that that was a very nice discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, Alonzo Bowden. Alonzo Bowden, is, thank is you. Now officially a champ. Thank you for uh, fucking Alonzo, with us, Alonzo. Thanks for coming. You man. were wonderful. I want. I Sweet. feel like we only scratched the surface. We will have you back. Uh, but uh, but God bless you. Thank God you, man. God bless your whole shit. Thank and, you. Uh, it, Alonzo's a great comic if you're ever yeah go fuck with him AlonzoLive.com at Doug Pound at Neil Brennan at Moshe Kasher you've been fucking with the champs so you just got fucked <laughs> bam bitches and you just got fucked Doug oh, Pound I, you know I blew it yeah Doug Pound blew it no queued up is gone Hold ladies on. and gentlemen you have done fucked with the champs and now you're about to get fucked by DJ Doug Pound when he puts the music on Right now. <laughs> Doug, and uh, go. Now is your big chance. Here you uh, go. And here we go. We Doug don't need music. Why do we got to have music every time? Okay. Good, Who cares? good night.